Hi, my name is Scott Eastman. You're joining us for the Father Seekers Podcast. Joining me today, as always, is my friend, Barry Edgman. Say, hey, Barry. Hey, brother. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Good. I feel like you got a bad mix of that song because it just stops abruptly, and I don't know why it stops so abruptly like that. Anyway, we'll have to fix that. We'll talk to our producer, mm. see if we can't get that to work mm. better. Mm. That reminds me, yesterday I borrowed a wheelbarrow uh, from my neighbor because I was doing some yard work, and I don't have a wheelbarrow. And on top of his wheelbarrow was a giant, like one of those uh, like two-handed thing like the Grim Reaper carries, like mm-hmm. a, I don't want to say this word, it's a scythe. I don't know. I just call it a sickle. Yeah, it's like a sickle. Or I feel like that's what Billy Bob Thornton was talking about in Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. 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 Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. Gives me some of them French fried taters. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird, bro. That's dead on, man. By the way, that's a dead on Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not talking about Sling Blade today. We're talking, we're talking about reconciling your past to your present. In our last episode, we talked a lot about the things that could wreck our past and how that affects our present and our future. And so uh, we thought that today, maybe uh, on this podcast, we talk a little bit more about what that reconciliation should look like. So we talked about how it happens how we come up with a with a past that needs to be reconciled. And so let's talk about how what it looks like to reconcile that. Now, you talked last episode a little bit about how you don't know how anyone could do it without Jesus. And so let's explore more about, like, first, maybe the dangers of not reconciling. Like, mm-hmm. like we talked we talked some about, like, we're going to wreck our kids and we're not going to live a full life. But let's, let's explore that a little bit. And then let's talk about the benefits of reconciling and then how do we do it? So let's start just real quick as it almost in the form of a recap. What are the dangers of not reconciling our past? One of the, one of the things that my growth, my growth coach tells me is if you don't fix the inside first, nothing will be fixed on the outside. And to tag on to that, we all have a capacity inside of us. That capacity is where I believe we build ourselves up. We become who we are. And for me, I want to create that capacity because I know what God has designed me to do, the gifts he's given me, what I'm supposed to do with those. But I need to fill that capacity in me with Jesus so that that capacity not only gets bigger inside of me, but who I am is enriched by him, his grace, his mercy, and his glory so that outside my capabilities are enriched by my capacity mm. that's filled with Jesus. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah. I feel like we're all made a certain way and we all have gifts and talents and passions and skill sets and everything. And for me, the way that I've experienced it in my life, this idea of being a Jesus dude is that. I had this like dehydrated ability. Like I was like, it was there. I know it was there. This ability to, I don't know, whatever the things I have to take great pictures or to be a great friend or to be a pastor or whatever, whatever those things are, they existed in me. God created me, but they're dehydrated. And so I feel like when I start focusing on who I am in Jesus and he shares the friendship of the Holy spirit with me, the Holy spirit is like a rehydration thing. Like I get soaked in this spirit, soaked in his friendship. Yeah. And so then that, that fills out 
the dehydrated version of me. And so now it's fuller and fresher and cleaner and, 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 and just bigger, right? It's bigger. So God takes what is in me already and rehydrates it. And yep. that's what happens by the spirit. And so like, when I think about how I've become whole through my pain, like that's how that happened. There's just no way I could have done it without the friendship of the Holy spirit. Well, two things, one, it, you and I both come from a similar background. At least part of our church history is reflected in a particular group. Uh, oh shoot. Let's just go ahead and say it. the assemblies of God. Great. I mean, I was in it for years as well. Were you? Yes. And we, I learned great things there, but one of the things that I learned that that's been twisted up by many people was the power of the Holy spirit. And it got twisted by it. You got to do this and that all, all of these little check boxes, or it's proof that you don't have the power of spirit and working. Right. In, well, what I would say is what you just said. The Holy spirit is far more than a bunch of checked boxes. In fact, he did come to soak us on the inside yeah. to wash, to refresh, revive, restore, and then put us in a place to be a conduit or a, 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 a tree of life for other people. Yeah. It, it goes beyond the danger goes beyond just passing down to our kids. That's a grave danger. The real danger is standing one day before God and knowing at that very moment when you stare him eye to eye, man to man, and you have to give an account for your life. Knowing full well that all the time, Holy Spirit was tapping on that door in your heart saying, you know, don't do this. Don't go there. You can, you can be different. The Holy Spirit came to, to convict us of sin, to point it out. There are things that have come from my past, my fatherlessness, that were not sin when they were imposed on me, but became sin when I didn't deal with them properly. Yeah. I, I love that you say that because for a lot of uh, people, when they think of the Jesus part of their life, they think of it through the church's eyes. And so when they think about this, this, what they might consider a fable or a story of us standing before God and God opens a big giant book and starts reading to us all the things and account of our lives. A lot of us, I think have been left to imagine that that list is the number of times that I broke the 10 commandments. Mm. How many times did I not honor my mom and my dad? How many times did I swear? How many times did I steal? How many times did I covet? How many times did I kill? How many times did I thieve? Right. And so that's not the account. In fact, you know, that, the, you know, you talked about the tip of the iceberg, but you know, the Ten commandments are the tip of the iceberg when it comes to sin, when sin really in its, by its definition in the original Hebrew and eventually Greek was this idea that it's a, it's a, it's a shot that misses the target. And so if you'd imagine your life and how many times you didn't hit the target, I mean, there's a, I've got a lot of arrows in the ground, you know, a few arrows. I've got some in people. Yeah. Right. That's it. You know? Hello. And so when this, this accounting is like, 
you had this chance to be a better dad than the dad you didn't have, right? Or you have this chance to, you know, and you didn't take it. You didn't take it. You knew you should, and you didn't. That's what we're going to be accountable for. That's what we're going to have to reconcile. That's what we're going to have to reckon with, you know, before God. And so for me, when I think about the role of Jesus and my faith and the, like I said, the friendship of the Holy spirit in my process, like it's, I need all of that because I'm not able to do it by myself. I was not able to come to grips with who I was and how I was built and what my temper was or what my, uh, my, I have a, I have a, a predication. I'm, it, it's likely for me to be offended. And so maybe that's you, bro. Like you, not you. I mean, I don't know, but maybe it is Barry, but like, maybe that's you who's listening or, you know, someone that's like is offended at every possible thing. There's looking for a way to be hurt. And like, mm-hmm. you might be sick of that person or you might be sick of yourself. Mm-hmm. That why am I always pissed, man? Like, why am I always, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and that goes back to a hurt that you've gone through in the past. That was a valid reason for you to be hurt. But now your mind's looking for every possible way that you're going to be hurt again, because it wants to like be ready for this. I'll be ready for it this time. I'm not going to get taken by surprise. I'm not going to get jumped by this pain or this hurt. So I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be looking for it. And so your mind is always looking for ways that you're going to be offended or hurt and jumping on reasons that aren't or opportunities or instances. Sorry about that. Opportunities, the word. Yeah. So, so what, having the benefit of going through journey to wholeness and, and we'll put on, we'll put a link on somewhere. I don't know where on the show notes. Yeah. On the show notes where you can actually, uh, I will, I will do some, some journey to wholeness counseling or not counseling coaching with you. And then we can also hook you up with the program itself. You can do online. I would highly recommend it. I've done it. I've been through it five or six times, uh, a couple of times as, a student and the other time as a moderator. And then, well, the, uh, all the other times as a moderator and Scott here has been through it a couple of times as well. That's the vehicle we used, but here's the danger. Let me just go straight at the juggler. You didn't have a dad. You don't know if you don't deal with this thing, you do not work out this issue of relationship with father and son. If you don't work it out with God, you will have a dead space inside of you. And that dead space applies to being a good father to your kids. That dead space will cause you and me to go, oh, well, you know, I made it. They will too. So I'm just going to create the best atmosphere I can. And boom, there you go. That's the thing when you look in God's eyes, that's what you're going to give an account for is yeah. that. Yep. Not how many boxes you missed, not how many times you you did this or that. It's going to be, you had the opportunity. I was there. I was tapping on your door. Right. And you ignored me. I loved you. I sent my son for you. I want to help you. But you ignored. Regardless of your trauma, pain, hurt, Bro, I'm telling you, you can, if you want to stay that way, stay that way. But you're going to kill people all, you're going to leave a trail of broken, dead-hearted people behind you. Yep, that's it. And so I feel like when we talk about, like, what does the process look for start, for starting to reconcile your past to your present? For me, the thing started with starting to ask myself questions. Like, you're not going to get anywhere with other people or with yourself without asking questions. You got to, in order to get to know people, you have to ask questions and you have to listen to them. And in order to know yourself, you've got to ask yourself questions and listen to yourself. So the next time you react in such a way that you're like, damn, that was 
be. Like you got to go back and say, what made me do that? Like, where was I coming from when I, when I just responded in that way? And so when you start asking yourself those questions, that's when you start like shining some lights on some of these dark corners where you realize where this is coming from. Like I love journey to wholeness and you can find out more at J the letter J the number two and wholeness.com. Like you can find a lot about that. There's other comparable programs, uh, but you can start it on your own. Like you can do this, you know, pro se. I think that's what you say when you do it. It's like a do it yourself thing where like you can start doing a pro se. Like when you start reacting to your wife or your girlfriend or your kids or your boss or your neighbor or your coworker, like do that, but then like on the drive home or like when you walk outside, start asking yourself now, why did, like, what was it about this that made me act that way? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to find out that it's not the thing. It's not the fact that your coworker used your tools and didn't ask. And it's not because your wife, you know, didn't make you dinner. It's not because your kids didn't pick up the room. There's something else there that's deeper. And that's how you start this reconciliation, right? Where you start figuring out where did this come from in the first place? Or why am I feeling this? Why am I mad right now? Why am I happy right now? And when you identify those things, when, listen to me, when you name those things, now you can start dealing with them. Yep. So Scott, let me just, let me just give one answer to all that you just said. And you, you've totally pegged it. Here's, here's the one answer that I believe is not only scriptural, but I've, I know guys that have lived this out experientially. We have been designed, all humans have been designed with father hunger. There's a hunger that God placed in us for fa- for fatherhood, for father relationship. That is the original design that will not go away. What we do to try to mask, hide, compartmentalize, throw away, that's what we're trying to get rid of is that father hunger. And we'll never do it. It has to be dealt with one way. And that is with the relationship with Father God through the Lord Jesus Christ by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we have to go that route. We have to do that. And if you don't want to do that, then what's going to happen is you'll repeat like I did. Yeah. Over and over. Listen. We love that you're listening to us. You can always uh, subscribe to this on your favorite podcast channel or share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us for this, Father Seekers, and we'll talk to you next time. 